I love that Rihanna has been able to evolve so much, not just as an artist, but also as an entrepreneur. Welcome to Black in Fashion. Thank you so much for listening this episode. So today we're going to talk about a very, very special celebrity who has had a very special release lately. And I'm going to be doing this with one of my good friends, Miss Tiana Lanez. Tiana is a social media producer and she has tons of experience and background in social media. I definitely go to her whenever I do have any questions regarding social media. And she also knows a good bit about our girl Rihanna. So hello, Tiana. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be here and talk about Riri. So Tiana actually has an article on, what's the website? It's on LinkedIn. Oh, got you. Wait, was it for LinkedIn, like publishing? No. So I write for a site called Intiku. It's intelligently cool. So we write culturally relevant content, a lot of times kind of dissecting brands and celebrity brands. So I wrote an article for Rihanna's 31st birthday earlier this year, kind of paying homage to her. So I published it on that platform and also on LinkedIn. So check it out. Studying all the great things that Rihanna is doing in the entrepreneurial world. Today, we're going to be talking about Rihanna, obviously, but we're going to be talking about the release of Fenty. And yes, Fenty. Yes, Rihanna's debut. Not really her debut, but her debut of her first collection. I won't say debut into the fashion industry. But as we know, Rihanna's been a household name for quite some time before she entered the world of fashion. She was what some would call an urban pop artist, but she had tons of platinum re- albums and records. And who doesn't love Rihanna? The fashion industry specifically started taking note of Rihanna around 2011. So around the release of S&M, which was very popular, but also banned in several countries. Mm-hmm. So that controversy really put her on the map with fashion, um, and it even landed her on the front covers of both British and American Vogue in the same year. So since then, Rihanna's really taken a hold of her place, or she's really sort of been learning to stand on her own two feet in the fashion industry. But we'll get more into that. But Rihanna's sort of had an entrepreneurial spirit for quite some time. So her starting her own business is not surprising by any stretch. Tiana, tell us a little bit about what you know about Rihanna's background as far as entrepreneurship or just developing her business or brand. Yeah, so I think that I love that Rihanna has been able to evolve so much, um, not just as an artist, but also as an entrepreneur. I think one of the first times I remember seeing her dabble into something aside from music was around 2013. I was actually studying abroad in London, so I remember this being a big thing. But she did a collaboration with a British high street fashion retailer called River Island. And I remember that debut just being a big thing when I was studying abroad then. So to kind of see her plant the seeds um, then and just kind of grow so much in the entrepreneur space with Fenty Beauty and Savage by Fenty, her collaborations with Puma. I think it's interesting how she did these different collaborations and collections with these 
bigger brands. And now she's evolved to kind of stand on her own two feet, as you said, and and to create her own lane and be really innovative while doing it. So with Fenty, I think one of the big buzzes there was that, you know, she really was inclusive. A lot of brands will say that they're inclusive and they're keeping diversity at the forefront, but she created a product that could be used across, you know, all skin tones, but really cater to black and brown women. So yeah, I just love Rihanna. She's so popping. She's doing so much. And I'm excited to see where her business has evolved to. And what you were saying about diversity, that even translates in her new collection that we're going to talk about. Um, before we dive into the release of Fenty, to get a little bit more background as to how Rihanna entered the fashion space. So it was a little bit after 2011. I don't have the exact year, but I know she was a brand ambassador for Dior for a time. Um, she collaborated with Manolo Blahnik. She's been known to wear a lot of famous Black designers, for example. She wore Laquan Smith. She loves Bob Ma. She's a great friend with Olivier, um, creative director of Bob Ma. And at the Met Gala, which I believe was 2017 or 2016, but she did the Long Yellow Cape by Guape. Guape, who was a Chinese couture designer. It was a very, very beautiful piece. But that moment was like one of the moments where Rihanna was sort of solidified for me personally as a like fashion icon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was so interesting, speaking of the Met Gala, that this year she wasn't there. I know. And people were like, truly miss her presence. And it shows like how much impact that she really makes on the industry. That's real. And as she was working at the time, I'm She's sure. Like, I <laughs> She's like, I got my own brand. Right. <laughs> I got things to do. And of course, she was also, as Tiana said, um, she was appointed creative director of Puma in 2014. And in 2016, she took the Puma show to Paris and she did an entire collection or a show entitled Marie Antoinette Goes to the Gym. So the models were walking down tabletops of the National Library in France. So I feel like Rihanna's always had that sort of innovative spirit inside of her. Um, mm-hmm. So her getting into fashion comes to no surprise. Now, we did talk a little bit about Rihanna being a key influencer. I think it was really cool how, like, how her presence was missed at the Met Gala. Mm -hmm. Like, you get to a point where the Met Gala, at this point, it's all about the fashion. And so for Rihanna to be one of those names where people are high-key, like... Where you at, sis? Yeah, like, girl, (laughs) where's your get-up? Where's camp? I'm sure she would have done camp. She would have killed it. I think I was also, like, what the um, the theme was. Like, people were like, man, I really would have wanted to see what Rihanna would have came up with, but... She said, I got my own business to run. Right. And Leave she me alone. Definitely had some stuff to get started because this launch came like literally how much? I feel like it was right after. It felt like it. Yeah. <laughs> like we already, there was already buzz on the brand coming out and rumors, but mm-hmm. when it actually released, it was a big deal. Now we're going to talk a little bit more about Fenty, the new apparel brand, and why this is so big. So from the fashion perspective, just to get an idea, Fenty is under LVMH, Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy. Um, Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy is a large fashion conglomerate that has some of the most recognizable names in fashion. Dior, Fendi, Givenchy, Louis Vuitton, Marc Jacobs. Rihanna's Fenty literally sits under the same umbrella as some of these iconic heritage brands. And 
LVMH hasn't released a new brand since the 80s which um, with Christian Lacroix, which, if you don't know, didn't blow over so well, but that's an entirely different story. But I think it's really cool that not only is this like the first time LVMH has released a fashion brand since the 80s, like not only was it released, but it was a black woman. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. This, if this ain't black girl magic to its finest. This is right. The epitome of black girl magic. Did you check out the collection? I did. I did. I saw the promo video. I loved in the promo video how involved Rihanna was, how you see her art directing. And I think that speaks volumes to just how involved she's in in everything. So she truly has influence. And I think the collection itself looks pretty dope. It's true to Rihanna. Like, Mm -hmm. it didn't feel like it was she just attached her name to this. Like, it looks like something that she would truly wear. And I think that just is about how authentic she is and everything that she does. I love that you, um, I didn't notice at first with the promo video that Rihanna's in and out. But once you pointed it out, I looked again and I'm like, oh, she she is. With her cornrows. Okay. Like literally with her cornrows. <laughs> <laughs> out there, like, okay, girl, no, sit right here. Let me move you over yeah. here. And everyone doesn't have an eye for that either. Like it's mm-hmm. it's not something that everyone can just learn. I think that also sort of shows that she always has like, I feel like she's been on the sidelines of fashion. So she's been friends with a lot of designers. She's mm-hmm. worn the pieces. But I think just from what you said with her being an art director, being in the video, it shows how involved and how much say she has in the entire creative process. Yeah. And I'm very happy for her. Like, I think this is going to be really big. So I'm looking at some of the pieces. I looked at some of the pieces then, but I'm looking at an article by The Cut for some of the most, I guess, talked about pieces from her collection. Mm-hmm. What I love the most, and I've seen this throughout the collection, I love the exaggerated shoulders. Like she mm-hmm. has, she's like recreating the power suit with a lot of these, but it's like power, but still sexy. But sexy. Like in that other one, she has like a baseball cap on mm-hmm. and it's like just so versatile and not like you have to be one certain thing. So I think maybe that's why, you know, it's like you can say it's urban, but what does urban really mean? I think this kind of challenges what it actually even means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the legs are out. You can see legs for days. Come on, legs. Love it. <laughs> but no, she has like the leg. That's the one thing I did notice. So when you contrast the the leg, the set's appeal, but also, you know, that power shoulder, the oversized top, she is sort of, it, like you said, it's reflecting her. It's mm-hmm. showing that. Yes, I can be sexy, but I'm also a very powerful figure. Right. Like one day I can wear this power suit and then I got this denim jacket on. Like, Is this a fanny pack? Is that a fanny pack? Yeah, I think it is. Oh, she blends it's, that fanny pack. Yeah, into it's this, so high. Into this pantsuit, girl. Like the wide legs. Like she just, it all looks like something that Rihanna really would wear and not just like attach her name to. Right. I can really respect that. Personally, I am living for it. So the collection did get a little bit of backlash. Mm-hmm. Um, there were, I did come across an article that was sort of blasting the um, Rihanna's being hypocritical because a lot of the clothes weren't affordable. Like the people, her her audience, her, you know, whatever her fan base is can't afford those clothes, which, you know, one, I don't necessarily agree with as far as like, because you're boxing her fan base, sort of. Mm-hmm. Like she has people, all sorts of like, income that can afford this and the other. But she also marketed the brand as a luxury brand under LVMH from the jump. Mm-hmm. So 
I wasn't really rocking with that criticism. I think it's crazy how, like, no one goes to Apple and questions, or they might, they may talk a little mess behind it, but they still won't buy that iPhone. They still gonna buy that Mac, no matter how much it costs. But I just think it's interesting that, like, a black woman's doing all these great things, and you're like, mm, that's a little too high. Like, if she's going to price this, what she's going to price this, you either going to buy it or not. And if you don't, if you think it's too much, then you're not her target audience for this collection. Like, maybe she do something else that's more affordable that you are her target audience for. But, like, people who complain, it's like you wouldn't question other brands. You would just buy it. And the crazy thing is she has created things that are more affordable. Like, mm-hmm. first off, Fenty Cosmetics, for one. Very affordable. But she was with Puma for quite some time. Yeah. Rihanna's name was on Puma. She was a creative director for Puma. So it's like, you got Puma. And so she... You still complaining. You know, marketed it from the beginning, <laughs> too. And mm. the reason why I definitely disagree with that sort of criticism towards the brand, it, it being, like, hypocritical for one, it's expensive. It's more than I would pay for a T-shirt. But it's not crazy, like out of reach and Mm -hmm. that's not speaking to anyone's own personal income because what's expensive to me may not be expensive to the next person Mm -hmm. but $200 for a t-shirt versus $2,000 for a t-shirt which you will definitely find at other houses under LVMH yeah um, I wouldn't really be complaining about that secondly she's under LVMH and again if you know anything about LVMH it shares the same name as some of the most iconic names and not just luxury fashion but like luxury goods. They mm-hmm. also have watches and apparel, Bulgari, Tag is under LVMH, perfumes and cosmetics. You mm-hmm. have um, Fenty Beauty, which is under there, Kenzo, Christian Dior, and same thing with houses. So truthfully, like I, I agree with you. I, I do think that it's really interesting that Rihanna's brand would be the one question or call hypocritical when it was marketed as high fashion from the jump. From so the it's beginning. Like, mm, but I don't think this backlash is going to impact anything. I mean, people, you always have the naysayers. You always have people who, you know, may question the price of something. But I think that this brand is just going to thrive. One, because Rihanna's attached to it. Because mm-hmm. everything she do, I think, touch turns to gold. But also just like who's backing her, the quality. I think this is going to really take off. And those people who were complaining about the price, they just will be drowned out by the people who's actually supporting her. But you ain't got to buy it. <laughs> it ain't free. She going to collect her, hers regardless. And okay, then, Like it's going to sell in part because of the name. Mm-hmm. So right. another thing that's really interesting when you think about Rihanna, one thing that... Um, when she was sort of new into fashion, she was being labeled sort of a fashion influencer. Mm-hmm. Um, but to call her a designer or not, I mean, that's sort of debatable, I guess, whether or not you're an actual designer or you actually have technical skills, which is a whole separate episode in itself. But how do you think, like, Rihanna's just being, she is an influencer, like, in this day and age, if you have that much of a following, that much of a reach, to mm-hmm. some extent, you're an influencer. How do you feel like her... As an influencer, her having the presence she has on social media or just in general media, how do you think that that'll sort of help or hurt like her progression as far as her business ventures? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think that it'll definitely continue to help her. One of the things that I love most about her, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, is that she doesn't just attach her name to something. So, you know, I've worked in the influencer marketing space before, and I think sometimes, you know, an influencer might 
just attach themselves with a brand that may or may not be aligned with their core values or they may be the face of something. But I think Rihanna is just very intentional about being very involved in everything that she does. So like, for instance, when Fenty Beauty first launched, she she was doing tutorials. She was doing makeup on people um, like at the launch party. She's just been very involved. And you can see that with the Fenty clothing line. So I think it'll definitely help because people see that she's not just like using her influence to make money. She's like actively a part of this. She believes in the products that she's creating and that authenticity will benefit her in everything that she does, including this brand. I think you pointed out something really cool too. So a lot of the times the name or the term influencer can get a, a bad rap depending on who you're talking to. You know, you mm-hmm. have the idea of the influencer as someone who, like, you have a lot of followers and you're big on social media, but you don't actually do anything. Right. I think that's key. Like, Rihanna is is a, by nature an influencer, but she's a person of influence versus an influencer. Rihanna right. is a person of influence. Okay. Because <laughs> it's different. Like, anybody can label themselves as an influencer. We're all influential in our own rights, you know, with our friends and stuff like that. But she's more than just, you know, someone that's popular on social media. She's really actually influential in everything that she does. Somebody might buy something just because Rihanna is a part of it. But I think she sees that responsibility and she's involved in what she does and won't put out something that she personally can't stand behind. And that's what's something I really admire from her. And that's something that will also differentiate her in the industry. I will say, like, from a fashion perspective, the idea of influencers sort of gets a little bit, it gets controversial just because you do have, um, especially at the runway shows, you'll have influencers who sit on the front row Mm. who may not know the first or last thing about fashion, but they have a pretty big following. So now they're replacing buyers, they're replacing journalists, they're replacing other designers on the front row. But Rihanna, on the other hand, while some may have just considered her an influencer, because like you said, she is so involved to an extent, she's earned her place Mm -hmm. there. She's Mm -hmm. been immersed in fashion for much longer than a lot of people, even as you know, going from just a brand ambassador. But like you said, she's not just putting her name on and it's not just Fenty featuring Rihanna or like Rihanna, Rihanna, Rihanna. It's mm-hmm. like, it is Rihanna, but you see Rihanna. Rihanna's exactly. putting, probably putting the makeup on. <laughs> Rihanna's approving and disapproving. And, and I feel like, like, at least with the Fenty Beauty, you could really see it. And I envision that as this brand launches, you'll be able to see it too. But she was really able to really speak authentically to, you know, why the products were created the way they were, like the undertones and, you know, why they chose different shades. Like she was able to really talk about the products when she launched the makeup line. Mm -hmm. And I think that that shows, you know, how involved. And it's not like just talking points because it's not just like a publicist told her to say that. Like she knows the world inside and out because she was a part of it and not just coming in for the marketing type of stuff. And I think she'll be doing the same when the Fenty brand is launched too. Other cool things to note about the brand. So right now, if you are wondering where to buy Fendi, if you're considering it right now, it's going to be all online. 
It's going to be direct to consumer, which makes sense um, from a retail perspective as well. They don't want to spend all the money on getting a physical space, but there will be some locations or some temporary spaces that will carry the brand for four weeks at a time. What's really cool is Rihanna's going to have the opportunity to find like where where are my customers? Where mm-hmm. does this market lie? Especially as a luxury brand, do you think mm-hmm. you would actually buy any Fenty? Like despite the price, it is pretty pricey. It is pricey. I think. And I was reading the article and it was saying that she wanted this to be clothing that people could wear forever or have forever or something like that. So I think that if I was able to invest in one of the suits, something that I would be like, this is going to get a big return on my investment. I'll be able to wear this, you know, and just really present myself in the best way possible. I wouldn't be opposed to it. I wouldn't buy the $200 t-shirt, but... <laughs> like, if I'm going to buy it, I'm going to buy... I'm a, right, I'm going to buy something that I am I can really be proud to wear and get a lot of usage out of it. And, and, and I say that in the sense of, like, take the price away because mm-hmm. the price is what I'll be like, nah, I probably wouldn't buy that. But the clothing itself, I actually really like. So if I had it like that, I would. You know, the diversity in this ad is everything too. I know we talked about diversity with her makeup line, but even looking at her models for the collection, like there's no one there's particular no type. look. There's yeah. no type. There's no type. And I love how she does that all the time. Like even when she launched Savage by Fenty, which is the lingerie line, like she made a lot of noise when she did the fashion show. I think this was debuting it, but she had really encouraged body positivity through that. And the models were all different shapes and sizes and they were showing it. They were showing about, it. I forgot okay? all about Savage by Fenty this is, too. And she launched that like I think it was like a year or it so after Fenty Beauty. Like, so she has done makeup, cosmetics, underwear. Okay. <laughs> partnerships with athletic wear, shoes, and now she's creating her own fat. Yeah, she's done she's more She's an than entertainment she- powerhouse. Like, it ain't even just about... She, and, and, like, she's not even doing music right now. Right. She's been in movies, too. But she's like, look, I'm about to get these bags. Secure. Okay, secure the bag. So one thing I really admire about her, and I and I wrote about this in the article, is that I think she's really selling confidence, mm-hmm. really empowering women to go against labels, go against what anybody thinks that they are, and just truly be themselves, whatever that is, and, and showing that it can look like different things. Like, you don't have to be just an artist or just a actress or whatever like you can do all these different things and be confident in it even in a lot of the ads you had with slick woods the young lady she like you've probably seen her everywhere she's has a shaved head and she has a gap oh yeah. she's yes. like become the face of fenty beauty yes, she has. and it's like she's not a typical pretty mm-hmm. but she's confident in everything that she does and I think that's what she was selling through Fenty Beauty. And that's what she sells through her brand. Rihanna sells through her brand overall is that you can be confident in who you are and not just, you know, what people say you should be. You're defining who you want to be. So all in all, folks, Rihanna has released Fenty under LVMH. And it is creating a buzz all across social media and the fashion industry. And also the first new luxury brand to open under LVMH since Christian Lacroix in 1984, if I'm not mistaken. So Rihanna is definitely a force to be reckoned with. She's been in a certain space in fashion for quite some time. Um, But I feel like the launch of this brand is one of many things that have just solidified her place as a fashion icon. I think 
the biggest lesson that I've learned from Rihanna and everything that she does and will do is the importance of staying true to my roots, Mm -hmm. but also evolving and being whoever I want to be. You can find Black in Fashion on Instagram and Twitter at B-L-K-N-F-S-H-N. Again, that's B-L-K-N-F-S-H-N, just like the logo. Thank you for listening.